This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now we are turning to some important news about the cost of your drugs. The government is giving Zoomers a break, sort of. It's it's not a break off what you're paying now. They just decided to hold off on an increase. So in the last budget, which was just weeks ago, they announced that the deductibles for seniors earning over $19,000 would go up by 70 bucks a year. A lot of people really complained about that. If you're earning $19,000 a year, that's a lot of money. So this morning, the health minister announced that he's holding off on that increase, which was supposed to take effect in August. It's off the table for the moment. Now, a big part of the reason for that is the advocacy work from CARP. I'm here with Wanda Morris, CARP's VP of Advocacy. Hi, Wanda. Hey there, Libby. So what's your reaction to this? Well, I am thrilled. We had heard from many people that the province can't balance its budget on the backs of our poorest seniors. Uh, we had uh, led, a, uh, um, led a campaign to let this, the government know this was not okay. And so now that they have uh, rolled back the proposed increase, we couldn't be happier. Okay, well, you know, it's it's funny the way governments do things. We we got this uh, a press release this morning following an announcement, and at first I thought, you know, they said, well, if our thresholds for low income are too low, we'll raise the thresholds, and I thought maybe that's what they did because the top of their release they reannounced everything that they announced in the budget, which is a familiar government little trick. And then down in the bottom, it's like, oh, we are putting a pause on these increases. Uh, and you had your Feet to the Fire campaign, which, uh, how do you think that played into that decision? Well, well, our Feet to the Fire campaign was, of course, about the, the federal budget promises, but I think just the heightened awarenesses that uh, seniors have voices, that uh, that Zoomers vote, and that we want to make sure that, uh, that everyone's taken care of. We're actually really delighted with the change and that it, uh, the positive parts in the budget, that increasing of that threshold for our poorest seniors, that's going to be maintained without the, the burden of, uh, of um, co-pays increasing and the deductibility increasing. Uh, we're also really pleased by Minister Hoskins' comments uh, about his commitment to uh, a national pharmacare plan. Uh, Libby, as you know, this is something that uh, at CARP we've really been pushing for, certain elements that we think are really critical uh, you know, a, a universal plan with a robust formulary, uh, a cost-effective purchase of the drugs through through bulk purchases, no more patchworks. So, so we're delighted to hear that this is a priority for the government. Okay, yeah, but obviously it's it's not just up to them. I found it very interesting because I was sort of they the way they put it was that they're they're putting a pause on these increases. Uh, by the way, people, if you have something to say about this and about the drug costs. As they stand now, I'm going to give you the numbers again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Anyway, yes, so as I was saying, they said they were holding off. So the question is, 
how long are you holding off for? And he said, well, we're going to consult. And, well, how long are you going to consult for? And the the word was, we are going to consult until 2019. But the next election is slated for the spring of 2018. What, what do you think of that timing, Wanda? Oh, well, I just think, my goodness, isn't that convenient? Yeah. So, uh, but... You know, elections come up; they change everything, put put things back on the table. So, so certainly, when you know the next election is coming, there'll be lots of issues for for CARP and Zoomers to to look at uh, to make sure that again, you know, our our views are heard and that our poorest seniors don't get left behind. Okay, we are going to take a break, and we will be back with more on your drug costs. So, before we go, the numbers four one six. 3600740 or toll free 18667404740 and we'll be back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. Fight Back with Libby Schneider on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with Wanda Morris, CARP's VP of Advocacy. We're talking about your drug costs following an announcement by the provincial government this morning that they are holding off on a dreaded co-payment increase that was supposed to take effect in August. Uh, In the budget just a few weeks ago, they announced that anyone seniors making over $19,300 would have to pay an extra 70 bucks in deductible for drugs. Now they're saying that is off the table, at least until they finish consulting. We're going to go to the phones, and we have Bob in Mississauga. Hi, Bob. Hi there. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. Uh, my question isn't directly related to the announcement this morning, but it does concerned veterans like my father who are seniors and their medical issues. Uh, As the president there, she's probably well aware, the Liberal Federal uh, Party made lots of election promises they were going to look after veterans, and it seems like things have ground to a halt and there's nothing going on. Does she know, does she have any news? Wanda? Uh, Yeah, in fact, uh, in our Feet to the Fire campaign, our our federal campaign, we did uh, call out the government on some promises to vets because we know those are important to to CART members. Uh, And the federal budget did have a number of promises, reopening of the offices and uh, and a rollback uh, um, uh, and increased benefits to vets. What actually I really encourage you to do is take a look at our Feet to the Fire campaign on the carp.ca website and and have a look. Some some do you know when the government might put all this in place? Because it seems everything seems to have gone uh, quiet, and these veterans, like you know, my father and other men and ladies out there that are of that vintage, uh, you know, uh, they're not getting any younger. Uh, good, you know, good point, and I. I haven't seen you know, a particular release about anything happening, but it's uh, something that we're going to continue to monitor. Is there any way you could uh, light the fire, so to speak, to their feet to maybe get things going? <laughs> Absolutely. And and not only us, but all our listeners today can help. We have our, exactly for this purpose, our Feet to the Fire campaign. You can sign up to it on carp.ca and let the government know that we heard those election promises they made and we want them to follow through. So, you know, and, and you yourself, if you haven't already, sign on yeah. uh, and email it to 50 friends. Okay, very good. And 
Uh, so feet to the fire, is that specifically for uh, veterans that are seniors? It's specifically for the promises the federal government okay. made to seniors, including the veterans' promises. Okay, very good. Thank you. Great, thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, and Wanda, uh, you know, we're just getting more information from the government clarifying what they announced today. So they reannounced the threshold uh, for what they consider low-income seniors who won't have to pay for their drugs. But uh, new as of this morning, those thresholds will be indexed. So uh, right now, the, the thresholds that they announced in the budget were 19300 for a single senior, 32300 for a couple. And now those things are going, those, those levels are going to be indexed. So uh, if, if you make another percent or so in the following year, you'll still fall within that. Yeah, fantastic. You know, the more that we can do to preserve uh, retirement security, financial security for our seniors, that is so critical. I mean, Libby, we know the stats, but one out of every four singles seniors lives in poverty, and so many of them are, are single women. Well, we just really encourage all your listeners to get involved with CARP and, and fight for better treatment for, for, these, uh, for these people that have done so much for Canada during their lives, and, and now we need to make sure they can live with dignity in retirement. Okay. Bob and Halliburton, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, I think this is great news that uh, I can't, I could never understand why, if you if you qualified for a guarantee and can supplement, that certainly meant you were, you need to help, and why the, you could qualify for that and still have to pay the, the, uh, extra for your for the drugs for your, for your drugs yeah I, I couldn't understand that but now it's going to match up okay well so that's that, good news that's that's good news um so you're but, you're happy with this change then i'm happy with that i don't understand the uh the the uh, age limit from 65 to 70 for shingles vaccine though you know what i don't understand it either <laughs> It doesn't make any sense at all to me because uh, you're no less likely to get shingles at the age of 70. As a matter of fact, uh, the risk for shingles goes up as you get older. Uh, so, people, I'm giving the number once again while we have Bob from Halliburton on the line. It's 416-360-0740 and toll-free 1-866-744-740. And, Wanda, Bob just brought up a very uh, interesting point. You know, good news in the last budget, they're going to cover the shingles vaccine, which ordinarily is about 200 bucks, but they limited it to people between the ages of 65 and 70. You know, and Libby, one of our constant challenges is is trying to be grateful for the things that we do have and, and yet try to push the envelope so that these benefits that are so critical get extended to others who really need them. Uh, fantastic that the government did introduce this, uh, the free benefit for 65 to 70-year-olds. I guess the, the dollars available didn't allow them to go further than that. We can at least be appreciative of what we did get and uh, hold them to account to make sure we get more. Do you, have you heard from your members about this? Because I, on this show, have certainly heard from people who are saying, hold on a minute, you know, this doesn't make sense to me. Why should I have to pay? You know, I'm, I'm over 70 and, and I have less income than I did when I was 65. You know, I haven't uh, heard that particularly, but it certainly makes, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense. So, uh, Bob, do you have anything further you want to tell us, your thoughts on that? And I think the older you get, the the more scary the idea of shingles is. So, 
Yeah. Why? Why limit to seventy? I just don't understand that. Okay. Well, uh, how may we ask how old you are, Bob? I'm eighty-three. Oh. Oh well. Okay. Well. I uh, get shingles. Pardon? And I would hate to get shingles. My my wife's just just about to turn 80 and she just had an operation in the hospital and came out of the hospital with shingles oh no and how did she do well she's fighting it but uh it's pretty painful yeah it's it's extremely painful and the pain can last for a very long time i really have to encourage people um to get the vaccine and and try to scrape the that money together if you're not covered for it because as you say, it's a really bad thing to get. Sure. Well, all my best, all our best to her in her recovery. Thanks very much for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. You have to wonder how they come up with this. I mean, I haven't heard what criteria they used for that particular age range, Wanda. I mean, it does. It just doesn't seem to make sense. I, you know, I I haven't heard the details for it. So yeah, it is it is interesting because it's such a short window, just the five years. Yeah, and um, the other thing they want to do with this consultation that's going to take until after the next election, they say they want to consult about rationalizing or changing the drug programs in Ontario, and I I bet. Most people do not know this. So right now there are six separate drug benefit programs in Ontario. The one that we've been talking about is the Ontario Drug Benefit Program. There's also the Trillium Drug Program, and that's for people who have very high drug costs in relation to their income. There's the Special Drugs Program, and that's for certain outpatient drugs used to treat specific diseases. Or conditions. Uh, I know that, for instance, when it comes to cancer, there's a, a rule that's kind of really crazy. Uh, you know, certain chemo, most chemo, most chemotherapy. Well, I don't even know if that's true anymore, but probably most chemotherapy is given intravenously in a hospital. But there are some, especially newer drugs, that are pills that you take. And believe me, it's a lot easier to take a pill at home than than to go and 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 uh, get an intravenous uh, infusion. So. You're covered completely if you're in the hospital getting an infusion, but the pill chemotherapy is not covered, and believe me, they are very expensive, having had to pay for some. So I guess that would, you know, that's one of the craziness in the rules. So that's special drugs program. There's the new drug funding program, and I guess that's for hospitals. There's the inherited metabolic diseases program, and there's another one uh, with a couple of words that I can't even pronounce. <laughs> for high-risk infants. So, you know, probably it doesn't make sense to have that many different programs, and probably there's extra costs to administer them. What do you think CARP's role should be in these consultations? Uh, well, to the extent that those um, those potential changes are going to impact, uh, you know, our members, our demographic, we are going to be out there fighting for, for reasonable changes. One thing that our members have repeatedly said is they want to make sure that things are delivered, but as cost effectively as possible. They really 
really sense that uh, we are already spending a lot of our money, a lot of our budget on healthcare dollars. They're not necessarily looking for more dollars in healthcare. They're looking for a transformation in the way that healthcare is delivered. And so certainly anytime things can be streamlined, bureaucracies can be reduced, our members are all over that. Yeah, it seems to me, and and this is not even necessarily a criticism of the way government operates, is that they put something in place, and then they find out about um, cracks, people falling through the cracks or something that it doesn't cover. And so they cover the crack with another program that has another administration, and then you wake up one morning and there are six different programs, and, uh, you know, I don't know how many people work in all these different programs, and I don't know how they work together, but but it sounds like something that should be rationalized. Absolutely. And when we, one of the benefits that CARP has as a not-for-profit organization is that we can get political. Uh, and there's lots of charities out there doing great work and, and good for them, like all the power to them. But sometimes that work is, is one-on-one support. It's, it's almost like band-aiding where there are issues. And because CARP can, uh, can, can lobby and advocate and we have activists as our, our volunteers, we can really fight for a systemic change, transformational change, and, and really make a difference to to many, many people. Okay, Wanda, let's take a call here. We have John in Brampton. You're on the air, John. Yes, good afternoon. How are you? Fine, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I was just listening to your program. Yep. And I'm a first-time caller. Great, welcome. Thank you. And I am 63 years old. I'm just, I'm not quite a Zoomer, but I'm almost there. Now, we consider Zoomers anyone over 45. (laughs) You're well within that. Okay, thank you. Uh, but I just recently retired in January, and I'm thinking of going back into the workforce. Okay. Now, I've been listening to our federal government, and I am thoroughly disgusted with it. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I listened to this earlier caller, this gentleman whose father was a veteran. Why our government is not helping veterans, I cannot for the life of me understand. Their programs, they come out with everything from these vaccinations for shingles, which, as we all know, older people need. Yep. Older people uh, as, as your guest just stated, uh, one, one of every four live in poverty. In our country, they're living in poverty. After working, uh, they're like, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's unimaginable. I can't, I, I don't get it. Why are we like this? And for him to, yes, it's nice he brought in all the refugees. Yes, he's, he's going, gone to the States and everything, but he has to focus on Canadians. He has to focus on the people here who have contributed to this country for the last for their lifetimes mm-hmm. especially especially the veterans it breaks my heart mm-hmm. yeah a lot of problems uh, with that so is is that what you see as a priority helping the veterans it is one of them yes it is veterans and seniors it, it they they have supported this country they have worked and contributed their entire lives they, there should be no if, buts, or maybes. They should be at the top of his priority list. And why they are not, I cannot understand it. The programs they came out with, as you just mentioned earlier, some of them, you, you shake your head and you wonder, what are they thinking of? How does this work? Well, I, I think you're, one of them is a provincial program and one is a federal program, uh, but, but I, I get your, your drift. I mean, the, the shingles uh, program is a... Uh, uh, it's a it's a provincial program, and you're talking about Justin Trudeau and the veterans, but still, well, uh, they all go hand in hand. Uh, I'm sure if Kathleen Wynne, 
suddenly went to him and said, look, we have a problem here in Ontario. Our veterans need help. We need money now. She could, she could twist his arm and get it. I really believe that. They're, they're buddies, and uh, I, I cannot understand why, them, as a group, they're in the same political party, why they are not helping Canadians, especially in Ontario. I, I don't get it. I, I can't understand their, their way of thinking. Okay, well, let's hope they're listening. John, thank you for your and, call. And kudos to your guests from CARP. Um, they're doing a great job, and I, I wish there were more organizations going after them. Oh, okay. thanks. And uh, please pass that on. The more members yeah. that we have, the more people supporting us, the louder our voice, and the more we can fight. Okay. Thanks. Wanda Morris, thank you so much for your input and your insight. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.